Hi, and welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor of Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. In this episode, I'm talking with R.J. Melman, President of Let Us Entertain You Enterprises. The Chicago-based restaurant group has over 100 restaurants in 20 states. Like other restaurateurs, the coronavirus has challenged Let Us Entertain You to come up with creative new ideas to keep business going. Listen as RJ shares some of the ways his partners, chefs, bartenders, and other team members are pivoting and working together to bring in business and serve their customers during this health crisis. Welcome, RJ. Hi, thank you for having me, Pat. Sure. So let's start by talking about how many restaurants there are in the Let Us Entertain You portfolio and what cities they're located in. Yeah, we're in about 10 states and we have about 125, 130 restaurants across those. Some of those restaurants are licensing deals in airports, So, uh, but, um, but we're in about 10 states, Pacific Northwest, uh, Hawaii. Uh, we also have a franchise in Vancouver, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Minneapolis, uh, the greater D.C. area, Virginia, D.C. proper, and Maryland, and, uh, of course, Illinois, where our home is in Chicago. Right. So are all of them close to dine-in service now, or are some of them still open in certain states? Um, Everything across the country is closed to dine-in service. We have some fast food in the Pacific Northwest that is open for drive-through, and we have a number of restaurants across the country that are open for carry-out and or delivery. Um, uh, Probably about uh, 20% of our restaurants are open for that. Okay, cool. So when you came up with your coronavirus plan, did you enlist all your chef partners to brainstorm ideas, and how did you mobilize so quickly? You know, we're lucky to have uh, such a creative uh, group of entrepreneurs and people. We really consider ourselves a school for entrepreneurs, and we have wonderful uh, chef partners. We have wonderful operating partners um, that really help run this company, and and we're so, uh, you know, we're not top-down organized like a lot of organizations, so we have a lot of really creative people. We run about 60 different concepts in those 130 restaurants, so Mm -hmm. we have a lot of different needs and and creativity in that world. Um, The the answer is, you know, and I am sympathetic to everyone. I am in the same boat, or we are in the same boat as everyone in the country, that your business stopped overnight, and it is the most terrifying uh, feeling that any operator, any owner, any person, any employee could ever have, you know, that there are, it's a world where you had to make decisions extremely quickly. You had to make decisions um, that are really hard and and horrible in every way. And every time you make a decision, you wonder, did you make the right one? And um, for us, we had a lot of creative people that kind of figured out how to have sales. We kind of had a conversation internally that we thought, that it is important to provide that sense of normalcy for people um, across the country. We, if we can be open, I think that's important. And we, you know, the number one concern is our employees' safety and, and making sure that they know if they don't feel comfortable working that they don't have to either. Um, we have a large portion of the company that's on furlough, unfortunately. I think that's mm-hmm. not dissimilar to anyone else. No, that's very um, common. But the the uh, the reality is that we want to make it. Um, a safe place for everyone and if they don't feel like working that, that there's no 
uh, there's no damage to them, and they, they don't have to. And we have, I'm fortunate to have a lot of people who want to work, and we've had a lot of employees say, thank you for being open so I'm not stuck in my house. And as long as it's safe, um, and when we can provide and created a lot of uh, programs around the safety of providing the food. Um, and, and hey, listen, we're not perfect. We're, we're, we're doing stuff, uh, you know, on the fly and making uh, decisions every day. But our creative people said, okay, if we're going to be open, let, you know, we had a lot of creativity around meal kits and mm-hmm. around uh, dinners for families of four and um, drink packages that they could do and cocktail kits. And it's just been really cool to see how people are, are being creative about what they're selling and making um, this a little bit, you know, better. And I guess that that, that sense of normalcy is, is really important, I think, for people that are the guests who are ordering and say, wow, I can get my favorite restaurant or I can feel like it's not um, a chore. I think for most people, a lot of people, their big activity for the day might be picking up dinner yeah. uh, from a carryout. And it's, um, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very strange time. Like I said, there's no right or wrong for people right. who decide to not be open, restaurant tours who decide to be open. There is no, there is no right decision here. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just, everyone's kind of doing their best. So. Right. I think everyone's winging it because it's so unprecedented. Nothing like this has ever happened before. So. <laughs> yeah, I just like, um, I think, you know, one of the, the things I don't love reading about is when they say this person's not doing this for their people or they're doing this. And it's like, you know, when you hear it in the press, and it's interesting to see that everyone's in, in literally, uh, I, I think I've said it before to our own internal people, and is you're forced between a bad decision and a, and a worse decision. It's like yeah. it's not like it, this is not a fun um, place to be from a decision making standpoint, and you're just trying to make the best decision for the day. The information changes uh, almost hourly now. Uh, now it's slowed down a little bit because everything's kind of closed. But mm-hmm. we're going through a time where you didn't know if you could be open, you didn't know if you could do delivery, you didn't know what's happening, you don't know what the government is doing. And it's a confusing time. Definitely. So uh, let's talk about some of the creative ways lettuce chefs pivoted their menus to take out on delivery, especially with the full service and fine dining restaurants that are geared to dine in yeah. business. I think everyone on the team, they kind of realized, you know, we're, we're a team that loves to experiment and see what goes well. And over the first four, five, six days of carry out only, we created a lettuce take care of you package, which is uh, meals for the week. We started with Monday, Wednesday, and Friday where you're getting a meal for four each day is $50 or $12.50 a person, uh, meaning uh, you get $50 for four people um, out of different restaurants. It got so popular that we added Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um, I think that was very creative. And the cool thing is seeing the restaurants, you know, these are all different concepts and all of a sudden they're all working together to provide that. So right. uh, Beatrix says, I'll take Tuesday and Summerhouse says, I'll take, you know, I'll take Wednesday and, whatever days and they're all kind of jumping in and helping and, and taking a burden off of each other, which is cool when you can do it downtown. Right. Um, a lot of people have started to think about just consolidating their menu and doing menus that they can execute with limited teams. Um, uh, you know, it's we're, we're running with smaller teams and you don't want a lot of people standing on top of each other um, for safety purposes. Everyone is working their butt off, which is uh, amazing. And I'm so proud of the people uh, that have just, poured their heart into the company and into taking care of guests. It's pretty cool. But um, everyone has been creative where they're, mm-hmm. I think that family style package and that that pivoting of the menu has been um, a big change for everyone. Right. 
What are some of the meals? I know that you, you sold out in the first week of the Let Us Take Care of You um, concept. And that was like amazing <laughs> because people, you know, it, it's, it's a great deal and it has such interesting food. So what are some of the uh, meals that you're doing on that? Like one you or know, two? They're all, they're all different. And I apologize that I, um, I don't have them all memorized off the top of my head, but um, on the leye.com website, uh, is the easiest way to find right. out what the meal entails from each store. Um, they have changed them from week to week, so uh, we're running uh, a different meal, and, and everything's moving at such a rate. Um, but, you know, and, and we're getting ready now, uh, thinking about what we want to do for Passover and Easter, so we're probably yeah. going to do some packages around that oh, as, cool. as they start to come out. As, as we saw, um, you know, last couple days, Trump, uh, President Trump said, you know, we're going to be seem like getting social distance for at least till the end of April and, and it might be longer and we're kind yeah. of prepared for both of those scenarios. Cool. Uh, so what are all the restaurants participating in Let Us Take Care of You or is it just... No, a- so we, um, it, it, it got separated. Uh, we have um, uh, Ramen San one day, Bump City, uh, Beatrix, Summer House, uh, I believe Art Game Italian uh, is participating in that. I might be missing one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, we, we, we created a, a a select group to execute it. We're talking about doing similar programs outside of Chicago. We have restaurants in all the other states. So, you know, as we learn and experiment, we often experiment in Chicago and, and, and help out our teams out there. We certainly have the biggest concentration of restaurants and, um, you know, it's our hometown. So right. we really want to take care of it, but we don't feel, uh, you know, we're trying to incorporate some of those programs out in other markets. Unfortunately, in Las Vegas, none of our restaurants can be open right now. So, um, creates its own challenges so we, we'd love to take care of our las vegas uh regulars and customers unfortunately we can't because of the law oh i see and so are you having any trouble getting ingredients or supplies in you know you, you certainly had to pivot um mm-hmm. you know uh, stuff that's coming maybe from italy or you know europe has been a little bit more challenging so far it hasn't been terrible mm-hmm. um we've had to be a little bit more creative um but our local purveyors, at least at this point, are, are doing okay. Uh, when it comes to dry goods, you know, you think that a lot of these purveyors, because they're handling restaurants only, their business has slowed down. So they have certainly inventory uh, to help out with that stuff. Right. And produce has seemed to still be coming in. Um, clearly, the clearing, you know, markets for the grocery stores and stuff has helped kept that market alive. Right. So I know that, um, you know, meal kits were also part of your coronavirus plan because a lot of people are cooking at home. Some of them might not be great home cooks, but they, you know, want to do something for their families and make something. So what are some of those? Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're doing um, uh, Stella Barra, which is one of our pizzerias, has been creating pizza kits that people can make pizza at home. At the end of the day, people are trying to entertain their families and, and keep busy and and um, looking for activities. So if we can create those experiences for them to do and assemble pizzas and have an activity with their kids, you know, it's really an extension of what we did. Stella Barra forever has had kids make their own pizza oh, cool. uh, in the restaurants, uh, you know, during happy hour time. So parents could bring their kids and they get to make a pizza. So just that was an extension of that idea that go home and, and you know, do that at home and then uh, clearly cocktail kits and let people experiment. People have a lot of time on their hand it's right. Like right now. So, um, definitely, uh, um, you know, that let them learn how to bartender, learn how to make <laughs> another skill. So, and, and that's evolving. We're changing it on a daily basis, seeing what people respond to. Right. Um, but we're having fun. 
So what what is in the cocktail kits? Are, are you doing that from three dots in a dash? Yeah, three dots in a dash is doing um, a whole bunch of cocktail kits. Uh, I think our most popular one is this Aloha Felicia, which is sort of like a pina colada. Oh, fun. And uh, it's, you know, we, we're um, certainly um, famous for making some great drinks there and, and letting people have the components to assemble those tiki cocktails where they're getting the juices and the syrups and, and instructions on how to do that at home. And oh. So I, I give up credit to the teams who have really spent a lot more time uh, developing that at the store level and, and really having fun with people. Yeah. So did you have any hurdles uh, with alcohol delivery? Because that wasn't yeah, always allowed. The state allowed. of Illinois at least was great. Oh, um, good. They really opened up alcohol for delivery and uh, retail sales very quickly. So I think it was one of the best things that they did. Um, you know, this is, everyone knows that in a world where you have no sales, the ability to preserve cash is, uh, and, and really, um, weather the storm is really important and everyone has responded to that and they say they don't know when it's going to end and um the states were really great i think at helping people liquidate their their liquor Mm -hmm. so are you um, doing are you doing wine as well i know i've seen some restaurants still open up their cellars and Mm -hmm. and helping people uh purchase it you know i don't think there's a desire to drink less or, or go out less i think people are just trying to have some great stuff at home and and you know the people who can afford it and, and want to spend on, on those simple luxuries can still do so. And, and a lot of restaurants, not just our own, are doing um, wines at retail prices. Right. So. I think people are actually drinking more. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's a certain, you know, it's a scary time. Right. And I think uh, it's not a surprise that uh, maybe that goes up, unfortunately. And people so. are having virtual happy hours, you know, using uh-huh. Zoom. So that's very popular now. Yeah. So I know that you have a couple of delivery-only concepts like Whole30 delivered and Seasides. So did your experience with those models help you expedite a broader delivery program? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, those restaurants are delivery-only. They run out of existing businesses that we have. Um, it didn't change too much how mm-hmm. our plan was. Um, uh, the consumer has changed a little bit, meaning that they want maybe dinner for the whole family, not as much individual ordering. Um, some of its necessity, like I said, with staffing and and the ability to provide um, really high quality meals still, but and trying to do it with a, a more limited team. But um, you know, we've we certainly have learned a lot about delivery over the last couple of years, both in our delivery lead concepts and uh, on our own. Right. So, you know, obviously your employees had to pivot along with your menus and restaurants. So how have you juggled their responsibilities to take care of all, you know, like delivery, I mean, takeout? Yeah, I think one of our best skills, and I think, is that we just have amazing, amazing people that are thoughtful, great leaders. And, and letting them who know their business really understand what they can do and not do it, connect with the guests. And I, I'm fortunate to have, we have about 75 partners in the company and we just have such thoughtful, thoughtful people that are know how to take care of each other and take care of the um, the guests, and and they've led a lot of the decision making. And they've, you know, all the training that we do about thinking about how to work on a daily basis kind of went into overdrive here. Mm-hmm. And I think and there's not a person who hasn't made an adjustment daily about how to learn, and they've learned what didn't go well. And and the key to anything is if you have a day that doesn't go well that you come back the next day and you fix it and you say, what did we not do right? Right. And no one doesn't work on that uh, pursuit of excellence in our company. So I think it's in our culture and I'm, I'm lucky to work with people who feel that. Yeah, definitely. 
So I know that you also create the Lettuce Employee Emergency Relief Fund. So how did you set that up and how is that working? You know, we, we knew early on that, um, that you know, we, this is a company that's never furloughed a person in its life. In 2008, 2001, there were not layoffs here, um, you know, in both the last two downturns. Right. And we knew that this was completely uncharted. And I think you're seeing this across the industry. And, and um, while we knew we had to make really quick decisions that were not easy to make, and we had to do it for the um, both health of the business and making sure that there's a business to return to, we wanted to make sure there was a safety net as best we could uh, for the employees that weren't that weren't uh, that were affected. Mm-hmm. And um, we funded it ourselves. We've done a GoFundMe as well to raise another couple hundred thousand dollars. And anyone who's been furloughed or need some emergency assistance who works for us can apply. And that means if you work for us for 30 days or if you work for us for 25 years and mm. um, we're mailing out checks uh, on a weekly basis to people right now and, and really helping people. We care so much about helping people get through this. Mm-hmm. And, and there is just so much uncertainty. And I, I feel so horrible for the people that are going through that. And I wish we had a better solution right now. Right. Um, and we're hoping that, you know, as we start to understand a little bit more about governmental intervention, that maybe that opens up. But we knew that there had to be something to do for the employees. And, and we're really proud of, of, of getting that organized quickly. I give credit to my brother and sister who really led uh, the charge to get that done. We had a small team that said, how are we going to make rules for getting money out? How are we going to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, we had to, we had to basically create a, a grant program or, a, a, you know, a charity in in two days, so wow. it's pretty cool to, to see everyone yeah, respond. That's amazing. How, you said about twenty percent of your employees are still working at the restaurants. Is yeah, fifteen to twenty percent, uh-huh. something like that. Okay. And do you provide any meals for them too? I know some restaurants. Yeah, they get meals. We did a bunch of meals out of the restaurants early on. Um, they get meals, obviously, if they're working. Uh, we have that included. Mm-hmm. We've not done um, external meal kits, although we've helped people if they need to. Um, we're hoping that the emergency fund can also, you know, they can use that for groceries or essentials. So right. um, we're really making sure that no one um, is suffering in that way. Right. So um, this has been really enlightening. You're doing so many different kinds of things. And I, I'm sure other restaurants can really learn from your experience and how quickly you implemented these programs. So do you have any other best practices or ideas to share, you know, for some restaurants that are still struggling to come yeah, up with you ideas? You know what? Everyone is in a different financial position. Everyone's in a different, um, that I think if you try to do your best and you try to take care of people and you come from an earnest standpoint, you can't make a wrong decision. It's amazing how many people that have been supportive, even of ones who have been furloughed and said, I totally understand. I think this is a time to really connect with the people that work with you and, and the more you know, people need to be connected with in life right now. Mm-hmm. And um, just the more that there can be human touch to this, I think I think the better there is. And, and uh, it's certainly a scary time for everyone, including myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the key is I'm optimistic about the future. I feel good about getting reopened, my best parts of my day are when I get to think about what happens next, right. um, not what happens now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say for restaurant leaders out there, that's the key, and, and to really take care and make sure you're sensitive to the people who are affected, uh, and including yourselves. And um, 
take care of each other. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, thank you so much, RJ. I really appreciate your time and um, good luck with everything. Thank you for having me. RJ, many thanks for sharing these creative ideas and for putting a positive spin on this challenging time. Stay tuned for our next episode of Menu Feed in two weeks. Thank you.